0: Hello, my friend. Welcome back to Refine Fitness. I am Kelsey Wells. I am your host. Oh my god, I am tired. I am tired in my bones, in my soul. <laughs> Grateful but tired. Um, I'm sitting in my hotel room in L.A. When this is published, I'll be in San Diego, and I miss home. I just want to be home at my house. But I wanted to just take this episode. I don't have a theme, although I'm sure one will emerge. I don't really have a plan. So if you don't want to hear me ramble, maybe just like log off now, but ultimately I wanted to catch you guys up because I've been crazy busy and I am actually so proud of myself that I've kept my commitment to you to keep publishing weekly throughout my travels. That's not been an easy feat. So I'm proud of myself for that. Um, but I just kind of wanted to like take you guys along with me on what I've been up to lately and share some like learnings and lessons and experiences that have happened along the way. Um, Some funny, some just crazy, and some wonderful. Um, Well, they're all wonderful. So, God, let's think. So, in the past eight weeks, I've been on four big international trips, and right now I'm in L.A., then heading to San Diego. In between, I've been home for chunks of time, pretty much just unpacking and repacking and behind on all of my filming and business as usual. But what was I up to? So first let's take it back to April. April, I believe it was like the 14th. I headed to Sayulita, Mexico, um, at a beautiful little resort where I hosted my first ever redefined fitness retreat. Oh my God. Um, what an experience. Shout out to all of my retreat girlies. Hopefully, they're listening to this. Um, it changed my life, and I don't say that casually. Um, I led one retreat in April and the second in May, and both times, small, very intimate groups of women. The first retreat we had twelve. Retreat we had twelve guests, and the second retreat we had eleven, and every single woman that came was meant to be there. And I know they know that, but I agonized over these retreats for the whole nine months I was planning it. It's something that I had always wanted to do as I shared on my socials, something that I was so intentional behind every single effort of preparation that went into this, all of the details and being there was so surreal, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like Going into each of those retreats, it was pretty heavy. I had a lot of resistance. Like, it was a full body hell yes, I need to do these retreats. But then, after I pulled the trigger and put things in motion, every time I thought about it, I felt like I was going to cry. It just, it was, I was struggling. I was struggling with a lot of imposter syndrome. I was wondering why the hell I thought I could do this or should do this. And each retreat was so... We had the same itinerary, but each one was so different. And I feel like they were exactly what they needed to be. And it's funny because I wanted the retreat to be like a little incubator of my ethos and not or, that we are and life is everything, all of it. Um, and the itinerary reflected these themes and these topics that I had in mind. But it's funny because the each trip became... Itself like a little incubator for life. Things did not go according to plan, even though I planned my hardest. You know, some things were, um, we just had some mishaps and things coming up. And then with my workshops, like there were moments where I, I had personal struggles happening or things arising at home while I was away or just so many different things. And looking back on it, it's really pretty crazy to see that it was like the perfect metaphor for life on a grander scale. Um, you can plan and prepare and work hard, but ultimately things are going to happen and your ability to accept those happenings, um, and be aware of your part or not in those, and then take action and how you go forward and the perspective with which you go forward really makes all of the difference. I had these workshops planned and I, it could have gone one way or another, but every single woman decided to open up and lean in and be vulnerable and magic happened because of that. And that's something that I couldn't force that I could only hope for. And it didn't actually happen in quite the ways that I anticipated, but my God, it was the coolest thing. It's so incredible to see. (sighs) The magic that happens when women connect and energetically allow each other to, um, be themselves and be safe and hold space. I don't want to give away like all the workshops we did and everything like that. Um, but I do want to talk about a couple like themes, if you will, though, the retreats involved obviously delicious, nutritious, and yummy, um, indulgent foods. It involved obviously to find fitness workouts. It involved workshops, journaling, um, meditations, lots of mindfulness. It also involved downtime like massages and um, exploring the town and hanging out at the pool. And then we had a day on the water um, and dance parties and uh, fun in the sun and snorkeling and swimming and jumping off the top of the boat and all kinds of fun, crazy things. And I feel like I ended up saying something to both groups of women at our welcome dinner that I feel like is relevant to anyone ever. Um, lots. I had the women fill out some pretty personal questionnaires so that I could kind of get to know them and connect with them before they arrived and prepare um, more intentionally the workshops and themes I wanted to discuss And at both welcome dinners, I ended up saying something along the lines of many of you guys are here to find answers. Um, A lot of them have it expressed in their questionnaires that they weren't sure why they were there, but they wanted to reconnect to themselves or figure something out or find answers, move forward. And the first thing I said is like, I don't have your answers, but I know that they're here because you do. And that is something that I believe with all of my heart. Nobody has your answers, but you. Now, we will and can find them anywhere in the most unexpected places. On the retreat, I said, maybe it will be from me, something I say, or in a workshop. Maybe it'll be with a conversation with a new friend. Maybe it'll be in a sunset, um, a moment of mindfulness, a meditation. But you have your answers and it's while well, it's so good and beautiful to consult with our parents on big decisions or our friends or you know get the opinions of others who we care about and who we know have our best interests ultimately you have to be the one to move forward and so you have to learn how to trust yourself and trust your gut and I believe, trust God or trust the universe, whatever you want to call it, something higher, connect back with your truest, purest self. If you are going through something tough right now, I want you to think about it like that. If you're looking for an answer, instead of letting that raise anxiety within you, just take a deep breath and know that you hold your answers and that you'll discover it. It'll come. And it'll come in sometimes the least expected places. But if you're mindful of the things that you're doing in your life, everything is going to unfold for you. The universe is working for your good. Um, the women on the retreat were extraordinary. Every single one of them. I had women a eat- Like ranging from 23 years old to 44 years old. And it was so beautiful to see women from all different backgrounds and walks of life and careers and stages of life come together and enrich each other. It is so powerful. And I know I said earlier, there is something magical that happens when women come together and connect. And if you are at a place or a point in your life where you don't feel like that, I want you to bring awareness to that because if you have female friendships that are full of jealousy, competition, judgment, that feel draining, that are full of gossip and criticism of self and others, that's not it. If you leave hanging out with your friends or a place or a single friend and you feel drained and you feel down on yourself, down on your life, that's not it. It doesn't need to be like that. And I've learned in my life, at least for me personally, it is better off to be alone than to invest your precious time in your life on any given day with someone who you come away feeling like that. There is no place in a true friendship for Criticism and jealousy and put downs. And it doesn't matter how small your circle is, even if you feel like you need to be alone for a bit, I would challenge you to evaluate all of your relationships, especially your female friendships, and make sure that they're rooted in love and that you guys can share kindness and compassion over condemning and criticizing when it comes to yourselves, the way you speak to each other and the way you think and talk about others. On the other hand, I want you to think about the people in your life or the people that you know that make you feel light and safe. The ones that you're not afraid to say, Hey, I'm having a rough day. The people who can weather life storms with you are the ones that you want by your side the people who you can be your true authentic self around. Those are the ones that matter. Pour your energy into those relationships. You don't need to be the exact same person. You don't need to have everything in common. You just simply need to be able to be true to yourselves and have that be received in love. That's it. I feel like as well, if you are feeling lonely for a time or if you're putting boundaries up and creating distance between toxic friendships and relationships, know that better are coming. Because as you put out that intention and as you embody that for yourself and to yourself and to those who you interact with, true friends can come into your life in the most unexpected ways. Some of my closest, closest women in my life I met later in life. I think every single one of my closest people in my life, save my, you know, sisters and my mom have entered my life in the last five years. Um, there are some outliers there, you know, women that I hold dear who have been, you know, I actually, I want to say this. I do want to say this. I have no clue if any of my old friends are listening to this podcast. I'd imagine that they're not. However, um, to every single woman or girl that I once called a friend, I still love you. Even to the girls who bullied me, I want the best for you. To the old me, to the younger me who spent countless days crying from being teased, I love you the most and it's going to get so much better. Life goes and you grow. And so does everyone that you used to know. And I don't have any interest in carrying the weight of hate towards anyone who's been in my life path. Maybe our paths and our lives and our ways have led us differently, but if you used to know me, first of all, you don't now. (laughs) And second of all, even though we're not in each other's lives, I wish you the absolute best in yours. And I'm cheering for you from afar. And I mean that. And I understand that it's tough if you've been hurt in friendships or had your heart broken by... Your closest friends or been teased or mistreated, it's easy to want to go forward with um, pain and hurt. And I get that. I've been through that a lot of times. However, carrying hate or ill will towards another is only ever going to compound your pain. Forgiveness And forgiving someone doesn't require an apology from them. It doesn't require you reaching out and having a conversation with them. It truly is love of self. It truly is. Elizabeth and I talked about this, I think, on her episode a few weeks ago. Forgiveness is loving yourself. And you deserve to go forward in your life unencumbered by the pain and burdens and trauma that people who have treated you far less than you than your worth in relationships you deserve more than to carry on the weight of that hurt so let it go and be proud of who you are and don't put out negative energy it feels so much better um Healing, I just saw a lot of healing on those retreats, and every woman found it in different places, like I knew that they would. And all of the healing, though each woman was so unique and special um, and had their own journeys, I think what everyone's journey had in common was that they found a deep, deep scar. And they opened that door. I don't know if it's possible to heal and grow and evolve if we are spending all of our energy pushing down and wrapping up our wounds and our pain and pretending that we're okay. Something about voicing um, your truth, even the truths that you feel are hardest and heaviest and ugliest that is powerful there's literally someone vacuuming outside my door and I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background but if you can I apologize but you know I'm at a hotel so there's nothing I can do about it um at the end of each retreat I gave each woman a gift a little gift from me they were necklaces And massive shout out to Made by Mary, who created these necklaces just for us. Um, Mary and I actually went to the same high school and um, reconnecting with her was so cool. She's absolutely killing it and living in her truth and is an empowered woman. And I love, love, love to see that. Um, and I had actually ordered, I was planning on getting other necklaces for the retreat and then it ended up being backordered. and I wouldn't get them in time. So I reached out to Mary knowing that she had a jewelry company and she was so kind and sweet to help me get these necklaces created, but in a rush. Um, and when she was sending me through all of these different ideas and shapes of necklaces and styles and, all these different meanings and things. I just, I told her, like, I'm not sure what I'm looking for, but I, I know that I'll know when I see it. And so I told her kind of the goal of the retreat and she was sending me through all these beautiful ideas. And um, as I was flicking through the photos, I saw two. And I was like, 100% yes and 100% yes. And I just knew. And I then, instead of one necklace, we ended up doing two. But one of them was um, a little semi-circle a gold semicircle pendant on the end of a fine chain and it was um, imprinted with each woman's first initial. And the second necklace was a little like bent piece of gold metal, like a curved metal. Like to me it looked like a, a branch like bending. Um, and these pieces were hammered by hand and till so they were textured. And I wore my necklaces throughout the retreats. And then on the very last morning at our farewell meditation, um, I shared the meaning of those necklaces with each group. And it's funny because I had told Mary, she's like, those are awesome. Like, that's going to look beautiful, but what does it mean? And I I was like, I don't know yet. But I also know that it'll come to me when it needs to. And wearing the necklaces and going through the experience, and the more that I looked at them, the more I was able to articulate what those pieces of jewelry meant to me. And it really encapsulated the messaging and the whole point of what I wanted, um, to convey in the retreat. Um, I actually wrote a poem and I'll share that with you guys here. And again, it's describing the necklaces, but I think that you'll understand, um, the ethos of the Rude Fine Fitness Retreats within this. The first, a semicircle, representing soul and mind, half perfect and half divine, and half the changing human part, hammered and textured as a reminder that you are perfect as you are. Every wrinkle, every skin fold, every freckle, every scar, plated in gold as the power you hold written deep inside your heart, the shape as a half moon, as a flower just upon bloom, all a reminder of the and not or that makes all of who you are. A deeply moving, ever choosing, magnificent work of art. And let the second stand as a reminder, that vulnerability is your strength, that as the winds of this world howl around you, as your storms of healing rage, mighty waves of feeling crash upon you, you might fall, you will feel all, you might crawl, you will bend, but you will not break. For you are as the mighty oak tree, and as you bravely, vulnerably sway, your roots are growing ever deeper, grounding you along your way, growing, learning, healing i will sway i will stay i will stay your leaves growing ever greener then turning and burning brilliantly with vibrant color until they die and fall away growing learning healing you still stay you stay you stay and as sure as stars burn and the seasons will turn you will never fade away you will rebloom planting seeds too. You're not smaller. You've grown taller, ever stronger with every season through each new day, ever growing, learning, healing. And all you have to do is stay. I believe that. And sometimes in the moments where you are exceptionally overwhelmed and even getting out of that moment feels like an impossible feat and you begin to feel panicked because you don't know what to do or how you're going to get to the other side or when. All you have to do is stay. Be where you are. Embrace and allow the feelings and thoughts that arise and then let them go. And know all you have to do is stay. And there will be a new day and you will find your way. I think there's a lot of focus on growth and healing and I know I've talked about this before but I think it's so exceptionally important as we lean into those things which are beautiful and good that we remember that the healing and expansion and growth that we sometimes so longingly and desperately want and work for is the byproduct of an intentionally lived authentic life with this version of you who you are right now today if you would focus your attention inward on her and being here and her right now and pouring so much love into her until she knows and understands that this version as she is is no less worthy than any stronger powerful more grown or healed version of you If you pour your focus and attention into loving yourself and living a life led with love as who and how you are right now today, before you know it, you will grow and flourish and expand and heal into that newer version of you. But she's still you too. And I hope that that makes sense because we cannot grow and heal ourselves by hating ourselves. It does not work like that. All of life I've started to learn again and again and again can come down to leading with love and executing that is always found in the present moment. There was a quote by a man um, named Gordon B Hinckley, and he was a former prophet of the Mormon Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he was the prophet during my youth during my most stalwart years. Um, And as I've shared here, I was struggling mentally um, deeper than myself certainly realized or anyone really knew. And my anxiety started to present itself quite fiercely. And I found a lot of comfort in the teachings of this uh, prophet. And there was one quote that he said I must have been about 14 when I read it, that just stayed with me and just struck me in the heart. And he said, when you don't know what to do, simply focus on doing the most important thing in that given moment. And remember that the most important thing almost always has to do with the people around you. And I'm sure I didn't get that word for word, but I can't express how many treasured memories and experiences that I gained by making that choice, by being present with the people that I was with and being a little bit more selfless and making those who I was spending my energy with the most important thing in that moment. I remember once spending time with my little brother. I had a, I had a final, I had to study and I was going to study. And then I had this opportunity to just, I think we went and got ice cream or waffles or something. And I just remember like, what do I do? What's the right decision? And back then I was praying and I was like, I should go study. I need to pass this class That blah, 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 this final. And then I thought of that quote and I was like, no, Tanner is the most important thing in this moment. And I already don't know how that final went. I don't remember. It doesn't matter, but I will remember the memories that I made with my brother. With a motherhood as well. I've shared before that. I feel like the bomb to uh, mom guilt is to simply be where you are. And It's true. When you're with your kids, don't be on your phone. Be with them. Don't worry about the to-do list at work or the emails you need to reply to. But then when you're away from your kids and when you're working, be there. Be with the people you're working with. Pour love into them. It doesn't mean that you're not doing that and showing up for your kids. You're working for them. And so why would you not want to work your hardest and best? And that requires you to be present there. And there's no guilt or shame surrounding any of that. And underneath everything, there is one person who is always with you, always there, and going a layer deeper into that belief or that thought or that concept that the next most important thing most always has to do with those around you, I feel like we can understand that we so often forget ourselves. And oftentimes, if we would prioritize taking care of ourselves and our well-being and prioritizing and making our next most important thing that, to do something, to show love or gratitude or care for ourselves, we would be a lot better off and we'd be able to pour better into all that we have to do. I hope that makes sense. But essentially, it's as I always say, self-love is not selfish. Your most important relationship is you. And making that one healthy will allow you to connect and enjoy and share joy in life with all of those around you. Well, I was going to run you through all of my travels (laughs) for, um, you know, through everything that I did. And I ended up just talking about the retreats (laughs) and then going on whatever tangents we went down. Um, so maybe I'll do a travel, you know, roundup of each trip later at, at another time and share some other stories there. But I just, I I had one of you guys message me, and by the way, thank you so fucking much when you share DMs or comments or email me or review, you know, on podcasts or Spotify about this show, I can't even tell you how much warmth and joy it gives me and how much motivation it gives me to keep going. Um, my meet and greets in Mexico city and London, the women that came up to me and said that they listened to the podcast. I mean, I can't express to you how that melts my heart and, and how grateful I am for that. Um, I do read every single message and I know that I can't always respond, but thank you so much. Um, Anyway, one of the messages said, I love your show so much. And I think it's because it just feels like a long voice memo from a good friend. And that's, I loved that. And that's what I would love to feel like and be for you. I want this to be a place where you come away speaking of friendships and how they should be. When you come away from listening to this show, I hope you know that you're worthy, that you're doing better than you think you are, and that you can, and that you're strong, and that you're loved, and that you are love. And I hope it makes your day a little lighter and makes your perspective a little brighter. Um, so I would love this to feel like a long voice memo from an old friend. And so I'm gonna leave it at that today instead of rambling on, but thank you again for listening, for showing up for yourself and your health. Love you.